Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. But there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Snappy II, with Service of Change. Tonight, we'll be looking back on 2016. I'm going to talk about also uh, some synchronicity of things following up to last week's show on reincarnation. Just explore some of the highlights, uh, you know, of the past year and things that we can look forward to in 2017. Most recently, we just came across the newswire. Uh, Carrie Fisher, the actress who portrayed Princess Leia in the beloved Star Wars movies, has passed away. I covered this last week that she suffered a massive heart attack on her plane. Um, you know, she so she has succumbed to that. So hopefully, she is on the other side, looking down fondly at us now. Hopefully, fighting for humanity on the other side using the force and I don't mean that disrespectfully but that was one of the things about Star Wars that as I got older really hit me hard because I think that George Lucas is on to something in his presentation of the force in our understanding now of the way energy works and the way this universe works at least in my research in the things that I've covered on this show the things that I write about in my books it really seems like there is some powerful, intelligent force out there that we have the ability to tap into. And I think that that was portrayed very well in the Star Wars movies. Does that mean that I'm going to be able to be like Darth Vader someday and make someone stop breathing just by waving my hand? I, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I also don't I don't know. Anything is possible, right? But what this power does is it allows us to connect and to gather information and to see things remotely, and to know things that we have, quote, no way of knowing. We can heal one another. We can heal ourselves. And I think that's a power in it of itself. And I think it warrants further exploration, you know, moving into, into 2017. We saw the craziest election that, you know, in modern history that we can remember, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Uh, we can't forget Bernie Sanders and, and his followers that were in there as well. But in the end, it was just an all-out slugfest between Trump and Clinton. And then the aftermath, after Donald Trump was named the president-elect of the United States, that the ugliness that just came about was really, really upsetting to see. Just families fighting amongst one another, people being further divided in this country. And I think that has been a theme of 2016. I don't mean this part to sound negative or down. 
Um, you know, I always try to find the positive, but we need to face the negative and we need to own it as well. And I think we need to look at that, at the election of Donald Trump, whether you voted for him or not, whether you loved him, whether you hated him, this tore our country apart even more. And I think that's where I need to say shame on all of us because, you know, we can say we are a nation divided, which we are, but we are a nation that has allowed ourselves to become divided. We have allowed ourselves to discriminate against one another by focusing on our differences instead of focusing on what we have in common or on what we need and the common good. And that's the problem. We are allowing things to divide us. And, and we, you know, it, I've always, I've said this for a long time is that I suspect there's been subversion going on, and the internet has been a tool used to do that. Now, I don't think that targeting, quote, fake news sites and shutting them down is the solution to that, because I think in reality what's going to happen is the mainstream mouthpiece is going to put out what they want to put out, and small fish like myself and other alternative media honest researchers are going to fall quiet or silent um, you know, because of these new algorithms that are coming out. My point being is as consumers, we forget what power we have. And instead of us using that power, that power was used on our behalf. That We were manipulated to use that power against one another. One of the most powerful lines in The Hunger Games was when he looked at Katniss and he said, Remember who the real enemy is. And it's not each other. It's not us. It's not the average citizens that are out there. Even some of these people out there who are doing horrible things, they're doing horrible things because they have been misguided, their minds have been polluted, and they have been just influenced to do something that is not for the cause they believe that it is. There are other ways out there. And I hope that we can reflect on some of this negativity in 2016 and take ownership of it. Because until we can do that, until we can own it, we won't be able to change it. So we need to look and say, well, where am I culpable? What could I have done better? Even if you're not one that was out there causing drama, what could you have done better? Did you share a lot of this negative stuff? Did you share a lot of this fear-based stuff? Did you have a disagreement with somebody and handle it in a way that really you could have just held a, a cordial discussion about and instead of shutting someone down, maybe you could have learned about their perspective and found a better way to work with them. Just things to think about. I saw so much ugliness over this past year, with especially with that election. So just things to think about and, and keep in mind. I, I strongly suspect that there is a uh, you know a, a subversive force behind this that's been feeding these stories, feeding these feeds. Uh, that's too much words with the with of the use of feed, but just feeding this energy to further divide us. So maybe we need to have that as our litmus test. If I go down this line of thought, if I get involved in this argument, is this going to divide us or is this going to unite us? Now, it is okay to say, hey, there's a problem. You can say, hey, there's a problem with this or let's identify this issue there. But your solution, will your solution cause more conflict or will it bring about peace? And I know we get upset. I know we get emotional. I know sometimes we feel backed into a corner and we think we need to fight. We need to get violent. But think about this for a minute. If you're standing 
in combat with somebody, and I've used this example before, and somebody's pushing you and they're stronger than you and you're pushing back on them, you're not going to win if they're stronger than you. But if they push on you and instead you pull back on them and step to the side, well, now you just push them out of your way and they kept it moving and it gives you the advantage. So instead of always trying to fight back and push back, see how you can go with the flow and redirect. And I think that's something that's important to uh, to be mindful of as we move into 2017. Something else interesting that came across the news, uh, I saw this just today. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, President Obama is issuing sanctions against the Russians due to their involvement in um, you know, cyber hacking to influence the United States election. And you know, first and foremost, I have to say, I think this is a highly critical, uh, hypocritical thing for the United States to do, for President Obama to do, because the United States has had its hand in trying to influence elections all throughout history. We are guilty of it. Uh, you know, whether we're, we're trying to put our people in place, whether we're funding different um, political organizations or marketing, sending marketing people over there to, to, you know, flood the airwaves of another country to all to suit our interests. Am I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's, in, in some aspects, that's national security. Um, you know, now the Russians are looking out for their interests. And in all honesty, if I believe that if Hillary Clinton would have come into power, well, then I think we would have ended up at war with Russia. And I think that that's what the Obama administration was backing as well. So what I think is going on with, uh, you know, this issue right here, it seems like there were two different cabals, you know, the, the old school, the Bushes, the Clintons, Obamas, that group of people who have led our country and you know got us involved in all these wars and I think Trump has his own cabal that's come out here and says you know what we're going to do something different and we're going to shut down these people who have caused all these issues in the world now I'm not saying Trump is our knight in shining armor I don't know what he's going to do and sometimes after a while with the new guy you might be wishing that we had the old guy because he may be 10,000 times worse I don't know all I know is that it seems that there has been a change in the power structure from one organization to another so I'm curious to see how this is going to play out but what basically what Obama did is he's kicking all the Russian diplomats out of our country but the Russian embassy had an interesting tweet uh, out of the UK. Russian embassy UK, they stated, President Obama expels 35 Russian diplomats in the Cold War deja vu, as everybody, including the American people, will be glad to see the last of this hapless administration. Uh, you know, and they're calling him a lame duck. Now, I just, I think it's interesting that Obama is is doing these things, really messing with uh, with international policy now a month before the election that doesn't seem right to me with trump getting ready to take office he's messing with international policy he's he's starting trouble with um other countries not you know i i just i I wonder what's going on behind the scenes there and what he's what he's doing what the significance of that is and how trump's administration is going to handle basically obama now i think taking steps that he he probably should just be kicking back save for any national emergency he should have left it to trump to address this issue in my opinion because it's not something at this point that needs immediate attention trump should have come in as the new commander-in-chief and said hey here's how i'm going to deal with this or here's how i'm not going to deal with it i think obama's definitely stepping on his toes and i think that's poor leadership 
in all honesty. Um, again, I'm not saying I'm pro-Trump or pro-Obama. I just think that it's distasteful what Obama is doing with just a month left to go before he hands over the reins. Uh, because what's going to happen when Trump comes back into office? I suspect he's going to open the embassy doors and let them come right back in within 24 hours of him being in office just to spite Obama and this silly little move that he did. I just hope that he doesn't cause any major problems over the you know the next com- the next month before Trump gets put into office. So uh, we'll be watching that to see what happens. But anyway, back to uh, back to the show, back to everything else that's been going on in this world. You know, last week I did a show on reincarnation. And I talked about, you know, uh, Robert Morning Sky and some of the threads that I had uh, been following, talking about this light that you know, reincarnation is a trap and it keeps us stuck here on Earth. It's a really good show uh, with some good resources in there. And after that show... I can't get over the synchronicity of what's been coming to me as in terms of reincarnation. You know, and, and for those of us that have been on this journey, I see all the time the universe speaks to us, but it doesn't always speak English. Sometimes it's a sign, sometimes it's a symbol, sometimes it's just simply a coincidence. I'm going to preface this with a story. Uh, you know, years ago, when I literally when I first started understanding this universal, I want to call it communication. That there's something greater than myself that does communicate with us out there. I was out in a bar with my brother with and some friends of mine. And we're hanging out, we're having a good time. My brother lived in this town. I was staying with my brother that night. He was ready to go home, so he left with his girlfriend. And I, I hung out longer, and I decided, you know what? I left about a half hour to an hour later. I said, I'm going to stay with my friends because they live a little bit closer to where my brother's at. So I walked to my friend's house, and on my way home, I found this DVD laying on the ground. It was all scratched up, but I picked it up. I said, oh, this will be funny. Let's, let's see what this is. So we got to my friend's house. We put it in, and it was a DVD all about cons- everything I talk about on this show, conspiracy theories, religion, spirituality, you know, uh, UFOs, aliens, ETs, it's really awesome stuff. And I was like, what are the chances that someone like me that has a strong interest in this stuff will find a DVD like this with this content? It's as if it was left there for me. Now, about a week prior to that, I started having a recurring thought in my head. And that thought was, there are no coincidences. There are no coincidences. There are no coincidences. I'm saying, okay, I was starting to accept that sometimes I get these messages. They come in weird forms. And that was a message. That was a lesson I needed to learn at that point, that there are no coincidences in life. So I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. And oh, what are the chances of me finding this? Yes, I guess this DVD was meant for me. The next morning I wake up and I walk back to my brother's house to get my stuff and to get my car and I walk into my brother's kitchen and sitting there is a DVD and a packet of papers. And I say, what's this? He says, I found it on my way home. He was walking home in the opposite direction about an hour or a half hour before I went in the other direction. He found the same exact DVD. It was just a a burned DVD that I guess somebody had dropped at different ends of town, just in the middle of the road. He happened, what are the chances that two brothers that are both into this stuff, both find on the same evening that has the same content? Uh, You know, uh, so again, that right then and there, I said, okay, I get it. There's something beyond myself that's communicating, that's coordinating things in this world. There are no coincidences. So when I see coincidences like that, when I get those messages in my head, that tells me, Dennis, 
you need to pay attention to this. You need to explore this further. And it's interesting. I've heard, you know, I've heard David Icke talk about it, and he has a similar method. You know, he talks about it with his moon matrix. He said, you know, one day I sat down at my computer and I get this thought in my head: the moon isn't real. And he says, okay, I'm used to. He says, I'm used to how this works now. So I go on the internet and I type that exact phrase in, and then here we go. And David has a, a ton of stuff now that he talks about in relationship to the moon and inspired a lot of research for him. So my point is there, there's this, I think there's a reason, there's a lesson, there's some type of communication out there for us. And it's, if we can learn to hone in on it and pay attention, there's a lot we can learn and gain from it. So last week I did this show on reincarnation. Now I understand sometimes, I want to preface this with, if we say like, oh my gosh, Black trucks are significant. I guarantee you're going to go out on the road and for the next week, you're going to see 150 black trucks. Try it yourself. Pick a random vehicle, pick a random whatever, and it's going to stand out to you more. So we can have that skepticism. We can have that criticism. I get it. What I'm saying is, for examples like my the CDs that I found with my brother, there's sometimes you can't deny things. The other thing behind it is, how does it resonate with you? Does it, does it feel like... I often feel like if you've ever watched Close Encounters, when I get these mysteries in my head, where he's looking at the pile of mashed potatoes, or he's looking at the pillow, or he's a pile of mud, and he's going, I know this. This means something. And that is what this journey has been for me. It's a series of tiny mysteries. And each mystery means something. And the the whole big picture means something to me. And I think I have a piece of it, but then I get confused because I think there's an even bigger picture behind it. So right now my focus is on reincarnation. I did this show last week, and it's not just a simple explanation of, well, I looked at a black truck and now I'm going to see 500 black trucks. It goes deeper than that because like I said, it started with a Facebook thread talking about reincarnation. I got it and I had a nice long discussion with a couple friends online. And then I did the show where I did a little bit more research. Okay, and that's me just digging into it a little bit. But then it kept coming up a few more times over the past week. We had... Um, for Christmas, I got a gift from my mother and it's really cool. It was... It was past life memory cards, basically. Um, these cards, they, they almost work like a tarot deck, but they're designed to help you identify elements of your past lives that you need to find healing in. So again, I open this up and I go, wow, something else from reincarnation. Now, my mother bought these cards for me before I put my show out last week. So she's had these long before, so it wasn't like she listened to my show and said, oh, let me go out and get these cards for Dennis right now. So that was another one that that just, that stood out to me. It's like, all right, Dennis, you need to pay attention to reincarnation. Then she asked me, she wanted to watch the movie uh, Cloud Atlas. So it brought it up again, reincarnation, you know, just that theme again resonated for me because Cloud Atlas is all about, you know, reincarnations and, and, and things of that nature. Randomly, uh, over Christmas, um, the, the, the discussion came up again with just different family members. We're talking about, you know, my grandfather has passed on, my father has passed on, and we just got on the subject of reincarnation. And it wasn't led by me. That's my point. I didn't bring this up and say, hey, let's talk about reincarnation. Somebody starts talking about it, and I look at him and go, 
I just did a show on reincarnation last week. You know, this is a crazy coincidence that we're talking about it again. You know, and then, um, you know, someone I know just finished reading a book by Dolores Cannon called Keepers of the Garden. There's a part in there where the man talks about reincarnation. That was brought to my attention this week as well. So this may not sound significant to you. But it is to me because I'm familiar with this process. I'm familiar with when I get a message, when I get something that I need to understand and explore even further. I, you know, I understand the vibration or the feeling that, that is invoked in me and what I need to do. So that's where I'm at right now, uh, you know, exploring this, this value of reincarnation, uh, you know, a, a little bit further. And, and it's funny because this stemmed into uh, another conversation understanding the human spirit and the human consciousness. And we have to ask ourselves, well, what is the human spirit? What is consciousness? Are they one and the same? Are they something different? I, 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 I'm trying to understand that. Sometimes they sound, you know, when I read the Gnostic text, sometimes I feel like, okay, spirit is one thing, the soul is something different, consciousness is something else, and then it all gets jumbled up, and the theory, the line of thought I was having doesn't fit the next thing that I read. So it's, uh, it's, difficult it's difficult to kind of grasp this stuff but i do think that consciousness exists separately from the body and i'll try i i will do a show on this um you know further down the line but overall i think consciousness exists separately from the body and there's a lot of good research a lot of good testimony that accounts for that and, and i think demonstrates that quite nicely now is spirit the same as consciousness is spirit the same as your soul or is spirit the energy that charges your body that charges your consciousness are they something separate what is the holy spirit you know when i when i got my reiki certification the, my my reiki teacher told me that reiki which means universal life force it's the same as chi it's the same as prana it's the same as your biosphere reiki is he said Reiki is the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a religious term. I'm not a religious guy, but I was brought up Catholic, and I never understood what is this Holy Spirit that everybody talks about, and that made sense to me. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's this universal energy. You know, Maybe that's what God is. I don't know. Maybe that is part of our spirit. Just random things, but... So, does... Whatever it is, is it our spirit is our consciousness. Something is separate from us. We know that we're capable of leaving our body. Is that our soul? Is that our spirit? Is that our consciousness? I, I, I don't know. But we know that we can separate when we're living. We know that there's something else beyond this physical world. And there's a lot of good research out there that shows that something continues on after we die. And that reminds me... <laughs> There was one more thing that really kind of hit me in the face. I was watching a random movie on Netflix. It was it was the uh, a series called The OA. It was a, a mini series on Netflix. I gotta say, I was crying by the end of it. It was it was so powerful because the the premise of it is they were trying somebody. I'm not going to give it away, but somebody was trying to prove that life exists after death. So I had no idea what this show was about. That theme didn't come out until you started watching it. It wasn't written in the description of it, but I'm watching this going, what the hell is this about? Because it was real confusing in the beginning. And then about three episodes in, 
he starts talking about life after death and, and just thinking about this. I'm like, man, this ties into my reincarnation theme. This ties into life after death and everything that's been resonating with me over the past week or so. So uh, just just another coincidence to put in that peg of Dennis, this is something you need to explore a little bit more thoroughly. So anyway, you know, we know that life goes on. We know that there's, I'm going to say I I believe based on the evidence that I've reviewed and and things that I've looked at. I don't want to say I know because I don't really know anything, but I've seen enough uh, and read enough that I'm convinced that there's something beyond where we are. I've glimpsed the other side. I've felt the other side. I've just done it with limited uh, control and consciousness, but I have had peaks at it. So I think that there is definitely something there. So what is consciousness? What is reincarnation? What happens? I mean, some some evidence suggests that, well, when we die, we go out there and then we come back. And we can come back at any time in this timeline that we call life. Well, that's pretty cool to me too. Well, what if it's not a matter of coming back? You know, I'm going to come back and it's going to be five years from now. It's going to be five weeks from now, whenever I choose to come back. There's apparently no time on the other side. So what if we can come back at any time? So right now, you know, I'm, I'm Dennis Nappy II. It's the year 2016. Let's say I die in 20 years and I decide, you know what? I'm going to come back in the year 1742. But when I come back in 1742, even though I don't have conscious memory of my life in the future, maybe I have an understanding of here's what I need to do that's going to impact my future, which makes me think, well, maybe everything is timeless and maybe the past, the present, and the future are all happening at the same exact time and reincarnation is a little bit more complicated than we realize. I just came across an article, I shared it through my Facebook feed, of a new crop circle that came out in in England. And this crop circle is fascinating. What they're saying is that this crop circle is uh, has 20 astronomical, it's a, it's a circle, and it's got 20 symbols going around it. And some researchers are saying they're astronomical symbols. I don't know what those symbols are. But what they have in the center are three giant leaves. And within those leaves are three more leaves. And then behind those leaves are three more leaves. So it's three sets of three leaves. And we know the Trinity is important. We know that the three means something. Uh, and there's a lot of different interpretations of what it could mean. We know the number nine has significance as well. But two sets of those leaves are pointing in the exact same direction. And one set is opposite. So you got the, the you know the one set is one leaves pointing down, two leaves are pointing up. And the opposite is one leaf, one leaves pointing up and two leaves are pointing down. So you have two leaves mirroring each other and one leaf, one set doing the opposite. Is that a, a symbol of Past, present, future? Does that have something to do with as above, so below? Does that have something to do with the inner self, the outer self, and maybe the the physical body? Uh, You know, I could take that in a whole bunch of different directions. But I I think what it's talking about, you know, that could be universal as far as past, present, future, as above, so below, within, without. You know, there's similarities, and yet there's something that is different. Maybe that means it's out of balance. Maybe that is the harmony that it needs to be. I'll have the links to this and the pictures of it, you know, in the show notes. It serves to change. Take a look at it. Let me know what you think, but it it looks like it definitely ties into time and space, and I think that's something important for us to recognize, to understand, and to reflect on. So maybe I sound crazy. Maybe none of this resonates with you. Maybe it does, but I hope that it's something that I think it's worth our time to think about and to ponder. You know, I was just talking earlier tonight about my father passing. And it sucked. And it still sucks that the man is gone. 
um, you know, I've learned a lot since my father died about myself, about the world around me. And I would trade that knowledge to have my father back in a heartbeat, but I don't know. It, it, it just makes you think, you know, why do things happen the way that they do? Is there a reason for it? Is there a plan for it? And I, th- I wonder, I hope that someday I'm going to understand things enough where his death will make sense to me. Because when he first died, I walked away feeling that, well, we're all screwed on this in this existence. Our purpose is much like cattle. Because I feel, I look at, I look at chickens and cows and animals that we slaughter. What the hell kind of existence is that? You sit in a cage and then you're slaughtered or you're forced to be milked every day and it gets worse than that. And I, I've done a show on that too. You can go back and listen to. I hope that there's a good reason for it. I hope that maybe there's lessons that we're here to learn and it's just an intense way of learning things because if there's no conflict, is there really any learning? Is there really any need for learning? You know, would we have mastered the art of fire if we never got cold? If we never needed food to be cooked? There would be no need to explore things in that direction. So maybe that's why we experience hardship. Maybe that's what God is. Maybe God is just some universal consciousness that divided itself billions of times in order to understand itself and it created conflict so conflict can teach us and that is a tough pill for me to swallow because I, I want peace and I look at all the suffering that goes on in this world and it's tough but what if we are all one what if we are all connected and it's us me who is also you who is causing these problems i'm just going down random lines of thought right now but i you know i i think my point is we need to keep an open mind and i you know when i when i revamped this show uh, a little over a year ago you know the first show i did was the talking about the flat earth theory and how crazy it sounds But at the same time, I said, you know what? I went into it with an open mind, and I was not critical, and this has been my stance ever since that show. No matter how strange and crazy the theory is, I'm willing to listen to it if you're serious about your theory. Because even though I may not agree with your overall theory, I may be able to take elements from your own research and apply it to mine and say, wow, because it's from a different perspective and dots are able to be connected. And I think we need to keep that open mind because I think if we can understand this a little bit better... Death won't be so scary and it won't be so upsetting and it won't be so traumatic because what's it come down to, as I talked about in the beginning of the show tonight, energy. It comes down to our energy and I think our ignorance of who we are and our connection to this world is used against us and that's what manipulates us because something will happen that we don't understand and we will interpret it with sadness, with fear, and with anger. And we know 
through social coherence and heart math research, that that energy is then put out there. Not in some new age, spiritual love and light type of way, but in a measurable scientific way that energy is transmitted and it's absorbed. So if we have a closed mind and we say, this doesn't fit my religion, this is evil, this I don't want to hear about it, well then we're never going to understand things better than we do. Until we're willing to say, I might be wrong and that's okay if I learn something new. Until we're willing to allow our paradigm to be shattered, no matter what the cost, then we are going to be stuck in a cycle, much like we saw in 2016. And that means 2017 might be hell on earth for us. But if we're willing to walk through those fires with an open mind in order to learn, in order to better ourselves and and something that's going to require us to, to face some, some harsh realities, to accept culpability. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, yet expecting different results. Well, we keep using the same line of thinking, and the same reaction, the same ignorance of our energetic connection to this world, expecting different results. That was my frustration with the election. We keep doing the same thing over and over again every four years and expecting different results and really the other side's just buying another four years before we do it again. That's why I didn't vote for president this year because I refused. I broke the cycle. I broke the cycle by not voting. And that's what we need to do. We need to break this cycle of our own thought process of everything we accept. That's why I say questioning reality and challenging that which we've been taught and it may be hard you may go through a little bit of a depression but I challenge you to keep asking why keep asking what the hell is going on in this world I want to understand it no matter what the cost find that knowledge and you may find more questions but I feel that I have a better understanding of the world now than I did years ago I feel like I'm not being pushed through this world based on doing things just because that's the way they are done. I feel that I have more of a choice. Now, I still question if my choice is actually still being influenced and manipulated, like that voice I said that drives me to ask questions and go in a certain way. I wonder if that's another system of control, and that's an, a discussion for another episode. But that's where I'm at right now, and that's true freedom. And that had nothing to do with me starting a rebellion of violence that has something to do with me starting a rebellion of thought, of my own thoughts. And it starts with asking, who am I? What is my purpose? It's a difficult question. I still don't understand that to its full extent. But keep asking. And I think if we can do that, if we can make that commitment to 2017, to number one, try you know, to do everything we can to bring about peace, then I think that 2017 can be a better year if we're willing to challenge everything that that comes our way in terms of knowledge and information. I think this needs to be the year of the smart consumer. That's what I hope for 2017. Don't just click on something or share something without doing the research or be smart about what you're sharing out there. 
If you find something that's inflammatory and that makes you angry, find three other original sources that say the same, that, that prove that that's true. And also find sources that give the argument against it and see which one resonates with you. But be informed and be smart about it. Otherwise, you're making it easy for whatever cabal may be controlling this or manipulating, putting its hands in there. And I've done a lot of shows demonstrating how that's happening. Go back and listen to them. We need to be smart consumers in 2017. We need to not be always afraid of what's being crammed down our throats because when you're in that fear-based energetic state you can't access those higher more creative states where this information exists we have the power to learn things let's use that power and learn something useful 2017 can be our year but it's up to us that's freedom make that choice make that commitment I'll be here to share what I'm learning and throw out my questions along the way. I hope you'll continue to join me as we go through this journey in understanding who are we, where do we come from, and where are we going. Thank you very much, my friends. I hope you have a very happy, healthy, and safe new year. Let's make it a great 2017. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Seeker Podcast where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world, I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.